0: how's it going today guys we're back here live in the studio for an episode of hot takes with tp3 once again i am your host thomas penland joined by none other than ben Gorwitz on tuesday july 19th 2022 ben you ready to start our first football podcast of the year
1: let's do it man we've been talking about this for like two weeks now
0: i know guys me and ben are on schedule as always We'll be back in action. We'll probably be anywhere from once to twice a week with a football preview, whether it's for a college football conference or an NFL division. Um, all that will lead up to our final podcast. Hopefully, we'll have some guests on as well for a couple previews um, during season. We'll be back on our usual. It's either be a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday podcast with the Picks Pod. We're hoping to move to a Thursday a staple for the Picks Pod to give everybody an extra day and everything. We'll be switching up the way we'll be doing that as well. Ben, it's to me an awesome season, man. And of course, guys, you know, we picked no better starting spot than the NFC South to start things off Um, for the NFC South. We're going to be giving y'all the rundown of all the teams in the division. We're going to tell you the order we think these teams are going to finish in if that they're going to go over under their win total and what's going to give them that. And even some fantasy football players as well. Um, Ben, let's go ahead and start things off here. Obviously, with the reigning division champions. That would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Buccaneers roster all in all, they definitely have some new arrivals. Um, they definitely have had some guys who left the roster. Obviously Antonio Brown will no longer um, be on this roster. Um, it looks like that there's some overturn as well, a little bit in the wide receiver room, but none of the crazy guys. Um, other than that in Gronkowski retiring, um, it looks like that they pretty much brought back, most of the other key pieces from last year's team. Ben, what do you think about the Bucs this season?
1: Well, they also lost Bruce Arians.
0: Um, I, I probably should have said that. Todd Bowles, yeah, did get moved up to the head coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're loaded with talent just as much as any other team. Defense is just so talented with the linebacker position. Um, they got to replace him with to new Sue. Um, He's just a great run stuffer for his career, but – I mean, this team should win the division. I, I don't think they have too much to worry about when it comes to winning the division because I know you'll get into it more, but the NFC South, just the crossover division this year is brutal playing the AFC North. So I think the, the team that matches up against the best with them is is the uh, the Bucks. So uh, Brady, Brady's back. Brady wins the division.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest thing would have been, we would have been probably on here talking about the, who was new quarterback, but Buccaneers are lucky, man. And Brady ended up coming back because they got Bruce Arians out of there. I really think, you know, there's a lot of locker room problems with Bruce Arians. Like, you know, you with the whole Antonio Brown thing, like, you know, it was just weird how everything went down. I know me and Ben already talked about that in depth with everything with the locker room. So we'll get into any of that. Really. Um, the Buccaneers win total is lined at 11 and a half currently. Um, Buccaneers did steal Russell Gage over from the Falcons. I think he could be a big-time playmaker at the beginning of the season. Chris Godwin could potentially miss some games. Um, obviously, still have Mike Evans. I think Russell Gage could be a potentially not Depending on how many games Godwin misses, it's pretty early right now, so it'll be tough to tell on that. But I think Russell Gage could be a decent fantasy stopper until that happens. Obviously, I think you can't go wrong taking Leonard Fournette as one of your top guys, and the other big name guys as well. So, I mean, this Buccaneers roster, man, is stacked up. But I think that defensive unit will be making plays once again. Levante David, I believe, was didn't he miss some time last year? Ben, he missed a good bit of time last year. I'm pretty sure he missed, missed again. He
1: missed some time last year, and yeah. then he's
0: like Fournette. Is he fat now? Fournette is fat now? Reports? No, I don't I know. Apparently, showed up to
1: apparently he showed up to camp, and some Bucks coaches weren't thrilled. I was like, well, is he Eddie Lacy size or is he just like?
0: <laughs> hey, he's got a little I'm time man. <laughs> I, I, th- I think he's, you no, know, I think he's accounting for the Tampa heat, how he's going to be able to sweat all that weight out So he wants to still probably still be big. So he's probably still cutting down a little bit. You know, he's got some time. They still do have Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard if, if not. So I think they will be all right there with all that. Um, let's keep things moving though. In division. I can't even remember who came in second place in this division last year. I'm going to assume it was the saints. Cause they were pretty competitive. Saints new head coach is Dennis Allen. Um, Sean Payton, AKA the choker has now retired a. The scumbag who put together um, the, uh, whatever is called Bounty Gate, I and hate, uh, y'all, yeah. y'all know I hate the Saints. I'm gonna try to give it. Oh wait, wait, wait! We forgot one other thing on the Bucks. Ben, are you going over or under 11 and a half wins? They won 13 games last year.
1: Ooh, I would take the over. I, I mean, but if it's over, I think they get 12. Like I think it's. I wouldn't bet on it. Um, I think it's gonna be close between 11 and 12 because the crossover division is tough. Like the worst team is. The Bengals or Cleveland in that division, and those aren't easy games. So, yeah, uh, I think they, you know, tw- twelve is probably where the Bucks sit
0: yeah when I did their division Matt when I did their win-loss matchup I was right at 12 I would say it's between 11 and 12 not something I have any interest in betting but I'd say 12 is probably what they'll get to so I'll go over as well I did also give them a loss to New Orleans since New Orleans usually plays them tough they could lose both those to New Orleans and win 11 games regardless I think 10 wins wins this division this division is gonna be pretty bad in my opinion Um, I do have the Buccaneers winning or with the most wins in the division Um, next next team up um, on here or like we said like i said a second ago, was the New Orleans Saints all those things that I said apply to them really their only big loss from last year outside of losing their head coach is the fact that they also lost Taron Armstead to the um he signed a huge contract with Miami right? yeah so Trevor so Trevor Pennington is a rookie offensive t- or left tackle who will be replacing him i mean Armstead is one of the best left tackles in the NFL I'll kind of go here on the Saints look The defensive unit is going to be pretty solid. They're pretty well coached up. They got a lot of good guys over on the defense. They did add Tyron Matthew to bolster that defense, which is going to make them pretty good unit. They do have some young guys as well. They look to make good. The biggest thing is, guys, the Saints were competitive last year with nobody in their quarterback. Look, Jameis Winston for one quarter, he might look like Patrick Mahomes. the next quarter. He might look like Nathan Petterman and there's really nothing in between there. He's going to throw the ball around the yard. Luckily he has Jarvis Langer and Chris Olave now to throw the football to, as well as Michael Thomas who's going to be returning back. Traquan Smith's now the number four receiver. So this is interesting guys. The saints offense could be a, a little bit stacked up here. I do think Alvin Kamara has seen his better days. He looked kind of beat up at the end of last season. Look, I wouldn't be shocked if Alvin Kamara has reached that tipping point with running backs. They take too many hits. I could definitely, Definitely see the tread on his tires not working too well for him this season. Overall, though, Saints' win total is currently set at – let me look at the Saints' win total here. Um, I got it pulled up on this other window. It is at 75 they won nine games last year. I have them winning eight games. I have them going eight and nine. And I think that might be enough to make the playoffs. Luckily, we haven't decided who our teams are in the NFC. I think that might be enough to make the make the playoffs in a shitty NFC. I mean, y'all forget now there's an extra team that makes the playoffs. So it might be enough for that last spot. So, I mean, I think the Saints are going to be a decent team, but there definitely will be some growing pains without Sean Payton in there.
1: Yeah, I would take the over on their win total. Uh, don't forget, Kamara – Believe is going to be suspended for his incident that Ooh, happened in uh, Vegas right. during the Pro Bowl time. So um, that's obviously a big hit. You know, Jameis. I, I think the Saints have two of the better. Um, if you want to talk talk in uh, betting terms, better chances. Two good players to win comeback player of the year in Jameis or Michael Thomas. So okay, that's that's kind of where I look for the Saints. I would take their win total over. They, listen, they beat the Bucks last year twice. Mm-hmm. And one of the games they had Trevor Simeon playing quarterback and the other one, I believe Taysom Hill played the majority of quarterbacks. So um, they have had Tom Brady's number on the defensive side. Uh, the football, like you mentioned, their defense is really good. It, it's just, you know, I think the Saints and the Bucks just feast on the Panthers and Falcons this year. So um, I don't care who the Panthers are playing at quarterback. We'll get to that. I, I think the Saints can turn them over, whoever it is. Both quarterbacks and Panthers have are very turnover prone. So, uh, I, they'll be a defensive-led team. Obviously, with Dennis Allen as their head coach, it's probably where he wants them to be. So, you know, I, I think the Saints can get over seven and a half wins for sure. And yeah. I like Jameis. Like Jameis, I mean, you want to talk fantasy players? Jameis is a good fantasy quarterback because, especially with Alvin Kamara, if he is suspended um, for however many games, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Jameis likes to throw the ball deep. He's got a lot better receivers than he's had than he had last year when he was healthy. So. You know, I think James could throw the rock around. Michael Thomas would be a good fantasy pick just because he pretty much catches everything that's thrown to him and he does get open a, a bunch. He was uncoverable for a couple years and then obviously, whoa, had, whoa, 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 he, slay a boy, dude. He, un- he was uncoverable, but his yards per round inside short, five too. yards. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he broke what did he didn't he like break a record for most receptions in a season?
0: Yeah, but he caught the most three, three yard outs in NFL history. <laughs> hey NFL history record is an NFL history record so
1: yeah I mean I I think they can make the playoffs with that added spot for sure
0: yeah no unfortunately I agree with everything you said honestly I think the Saints over seven and a half wins is probably a pretty good bet one that I have no interest in taking one because it still is a little questionable there's nothing I would love to see than the Saints lose that many games um but you know that's one that I don't have any interest in taking let's keep moving though here in the division Next team up Thinking here. about losing a lot of games. Oops. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll get to them last because I think we have the most to say about them. Next up here, we'll go to the Carolina Panthers. Who, I mean, they probably do apply there in that losing a lot of games category. <laughs> um, the Panthers, for the most part, have pretty much the same um, team coming back this year. They drafted I Kim a I, I forget a I forget how to pronounce it but you know, I don't know who I'm talking about the, the um offensive tackle from NC State he was so highly touted um on top of adding him to this roster you know they went out in free agency they um brought who else they brought in or they brought in Baker Mayfield obviously with the trade that's a huge pickup right there and then they're going to have as it looks right now Robbie Anderson DJ Moore Terrence Marshalls are wide receivers on the edge Ben, I think the biggest story for them, though, is Christian McCaffrey actually going to stay healthy. Chuba Hubbard did a decent job carrying the rock for them a little bit last year. They're going to have the quarterback battle, obviously, still between Baker and Darnold. I mean, Baker's got to be able to win that one. It's kind of crazy that these guys went number one and number three in the same draft. Now they're both battling it out for a starting job on their second team for both of them here. Um, ben, what do you think about the Panthers' outlook this season?
1: I think they might want to consider playing P.J. Walker quarterback
0: whoa um, whoa whoa i don't know I, about that he's bad
1: you and i were pretty much on the same page with baker like he wasn't healthy last year he mm-hmm. was trying to give it all for his team year uh week in week out and he wasn't healthy um if he had the shoulder surgery if, it, if it's been successful rehab then we'll see what baker can do he's pretty much an approving year which is weird because sam darnold's also an approving year um yep. sam darnold's good enough to stay in the nfl but not as a starter Uh, especially if he loses the job to Baker and doesn't really play that much this season. So it's kind of a make-or-break year, It's getting close to a make-or-break year for uh, Matt Rule as well. The Panthers have a very um, short-tempered owner. He likes to switch things up every season, as we've seen with their quarterback shuffling, with Cam Newton leaving, then coming back, and then getting Darnold, and then P.J. Walker playing and bringing Baker. So they've had a lot of quarterbacks recently and listen i don't think their receivers are horrible like because you mccaffrey is also he's a hybrid running back he catches a lot of passes for them yeah they're not horrible it's just can whoever's playing quarterback get them the ball so we've seen what they've done on the defense the defense has improved almost as much as any unit in the nfl over the past two years because that's all they've drafted pretty much so I'm, i just want them to play competitive like can they play competitive football inside and outside the division i, I it all comes down to the quarterback, and no one has any answers whether Hal Baker is going to look from week to week, and I think we know the answer is Sam Darnold.
0: Yeah, so let's be honest. Sam Darnold is not going to be the starting quarterback here. Look, I think Baker Mayfield's actually pretty good. We forget how beat up and injured he was last year. I think the Panthers win total of five and a half. I think that they're going to get to at least six wins. The problem is the schedule is pretty tough for them. I could see them maybe being a sleeper team to come out over here. Like you said, they have pretty decent weapons on offense. I think Matt Rule is a pretty good coach. You know, Ben McAdoo now is the offensive coordinator. Is Joe Brady was oh. fired last year and moved on now. He's with the Bills. Uh think a quarterback's coach for them now but i think they have some decent weapons here some toys for baker to play with i think baker can throw it around i kind of like their defense you know like derrick brown was a big time disruptor. JC Horn will be back yep brian burns i mean he's a beast off the edge utero gross matos also decent off the edge shack thompson decent off the edge on top of that you got jeremy chin in the secondary yeah you mentioned jc horn who's absolutely locked down I think this is a pretty decent secondary. And also remember, Ben, the Panthers hopped out to a three-nothing start last year. The schedule's pretty light at the beginning. I believe they open up um I can't remember who they play week one, but they play the Giants in week they two. They play the Browns. But that's right. The, I think they're gonna might beat the Browns week one because so Sean Watson, I mean, he's gonna be suspended for I've been hearing two games, six games. He's gonna be suspended for something. So I mean Baker Mayfield with a revenge game on his old team against Jacoby Brissett. I think they can start out the season two and zero. you know, they have a pretty easy schedule at the beginning. Who knows what can happen as the season goes on. Maybe they'll get some pride. I mean, we saw how bad Auburn was after Derrick Brown departed. He's a big-time difference maker inside. They can really rush the passer here. I think the Panthers could be feisty at the end of the day, though. They're definitely going to end up splitting with Atlanta. I think they could also split with New Orleans, but I think they'll get swept by Tampa Bay. Um, Panthers should be a decently competitive team, actually, in this division. I think four wins. And fantasy outlook-wise, I mean, I like DJ Moore. I like C-Mac, obviously. Um,
1: what do you draft C-Mac in fantasy terms nowadays, though?
0: I think he's like a back half of the first-round pick. I mean, a lot of people, these wide receivers are pretty high up there. At the end of the day, man, I'm more of a running back's first guy. But, I mean, if I miss out on, like, the top, top running backs after that, then I might think about a guy like Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup. You know what I mean? But for the most part, yeah. I'm pretty much running back early. Justin Jefferson and those other two I named are probably the only receivers I could consider with my first pick.
1: Yeah. He's an interesting fantasy player. I... Like, DJ Moore would, would be – a receiver, I just don't know if you can trust Baker yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but he's
1: a good wide receiver.
0: Hey, let's shout out Johns Creek as well. Tommy Trimble's gonna be their secondary tight end on this team this season. So gotta give a little shout out to the hometown as well. Um, he's from me and Bid's neck of the woods. Um, then let's move now to probably the worst team in the division, if not the worst team in football are atlanta falcons um the falcons have a lot of roster overturn, to say the least um calvin ridley suspended for the entire season for being a moron um that's, that's we'll start with that departure um, russell gage is now on the tampa bay buccaneers matt ryan was traded to the colts i mean the list just goes on and on and on of falcons who are no longer there anymore that were with the team for a long time. But here's the good news, Ben. The Falcons add Casey Hayward in the secondary. Um, We got A.J. Terrell, who's arguably the best lockdown corner in the NFL. Unfortunately, we're still going to have to watch Isaiah Oliver run out there on some plays. We do arguably have the best field goal kicker in the league. Um... We bring in Lorenzo Carter to play some edge rusher for us. Maybe he'll be the answer we've been looking for there for a long time. Uh, Marvin, Marlon Davidson is slotted to be a starter. I don't know, really know how I feel about that exactly. Marcus Mariota is now our quarterback. We drafted and brought in Desmond Ritter. Cordell Patterson's back. Tyler Algier to name another guy. Offensive line is going to have some shuffling. Oh, Eddie Goldman retired today as well, which was a little weird. Um, We have our first-round pick, Drake London, in there. Brian Edwards in as well at wide receiver. Um, Auden Tate, Kaderil Hodge are also new to the team. Geronimo Allison, a bunch of no-name receivers, basically. Look, Ben, this is the way I look at the Falcons here. It is not humanly possible for Jalen Mayfield to be any worse than he was last year at playing offensive line. He's got to get better. I mean, there is no way he could get worse than he played last year. I'm hoping he'll play a little bit better. This is what I think. I think the Falcons are going to be bad. I think that our only winnable games is splitting with Carolina, playing the Bears, and I just think we're going to split with New Orleans. We always do. And you know what? Screw it. I'll throw us one more in there. I think four wins and the win total is at four is very reasonable for our Falcons. But ultimately, I don't see Marcus Marriott holding up for the entire season. He's very bad at throwing the ball to the edge. I think Kyle Pitts will be a big-time fantasy guy because of that. I think Algier could be a decent running back. I think he had the most broken tackles in college football last year or something that's crazy stat like that. On top of all that, I think his defensive unit will be pretty good. Dean ps had a good defensive unit, and they only got better based off what happened last year. Deion Jones, I don't know if he'll be ready for the regular season. I know he just had surgery, but he's got to find himself some way somehow again. But Desmond Roeder's the story, man. Maybe he's the truth. Maybe he's the bust that, or not, I wouldn't say bust, but maybe he's the not NFL starting quarterback we thought. Worst case, Ben, if he's not, we'll have Bryce Young or CJ Stroud in there slinging around next year. If he is that guy, then maybe we'll get Will Anderson.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just don't want to go the first team to go 0 17. Um, we won't win <sighs> <laughs> we, uh, or you mentioned like Mariota not being, you know, his weakness is obviously throwing to the outside. The height that the Falcons have at receiver and then obviously pits um, is just like something you make up. And when you build a roster on Madden and everyone's like the shortest guy is like six, four, I feel like. So yeah. maybe that helps Mariota. Like in the red zone, how many fades am I going to have to see this year? You know, it's my least favorite playing football. Like they might be throwing them left and right between Pitts and Drake London. Those two guys I feel like are just built for fade. So uh, I'm going to text you weekly about why are we running a fade. But listen, I don't really have much to say about the Falcons. Just compete in games. Don't get embarrassed. I know they're going to get embarrassed in some games. Um, Just try to get better on a week-to-week basis at something, whether it's getting better at not giving up 100 rushing like you know 500 rushing yards a game or limit three turnovers per game from Marcus Mariota so uh, the, the most like the I guess what I'm looking at is like I don't even know how Pitts gets that much better he's going from Matt Ryan to Marcus Mariota like his production I think goes down don't you think
0: well, remember so, Delaney Walker used to used to eat when he was in this, in the offense in Tennessee. So, you know, I feel like he's going to be really targeting and honing in on pits in the just all should. across the field, you know. I feel like that's really at the end of the day, Mario had off season surgery on his elbow. And I mean, he's gotten hurt a lot in the past. You know, I feel, I really just feel like there's, I would set his over under at like nine and a half starts this season. And I'm taking the under on that. Look, I think at the end of the day, the story for the Falcons, and I think we'll be a lot more fun to watch when Desmond Ritter's in there. You know what I mean? Like we just want to see some positive stuff with Ritter that we can build off of moving forward. And, you know, worst case Ben will get shot number two and hopefully we'll get a franchise QB next year. I think that's the biggest part, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, I'd like to see Ritter get a chance at some point this year. You know, when we're two and nine or whatever we're going to be, just throw him in there.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to see, I think he's the ultimate free roll, which I like, um, or which I like a lot for us. Um, Let's go ahead, though. Let's rank the teams in the the division. I mean, we kind of already gave it away. Ben, what's your, uh, how are you going from top to bottom here?
1: Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons.
0: Um, I'm the exact same as you, so not much uh, variance. I don't think there's much controversy with this division. No, I really don't think there is. I think the whole NFC is kind of cut and dry like that. It's why we are able to go ahead and do a football preview this quick before training camp because we know how cut and dry this division is probably going to be. The Saints. I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and say if they're going to make the playoffs or not. I'll save that for our final preview when that we pick our playoff teams and MVPs and all that stuff. So. It's definitely going to be interesting, though, to see how it all plays out. It'll be not fun for us Falcons fans to watch our team week in and week out. But regardless, guys, we're excited for football. Um, Ben, since, you know, we got a few extra minutes on here real quick, let's just talk a little bit here briefly about MLB and just talk about some of our predictions here. So. Luckily, the Braves, they turned it on, making us look a little bit better here. But I just want to say, how about those Seattle Mariners, man? We both came on here. We were pretty high about them. We were pretty high about Julio Rodriguez. This team has been red, red hot, and they made us not look like fools anymore.
1: Yeah, you texted me the other day that
0: uh, I
1: wish both of us pulled the trigger on him to win rookie of the year uh, because he is incredible. Um, But, yeah, the Mariners have won – are they still on that win streak? Yeah, I think it's 14 in a row now. Yeah, so they've matched the Braves. I think the Braves got to 14. So, um, listen, they're incredible. They're a talented roster. They weren't mm-hmm. pitching well at all in the beginning of the season. Robbie Ray looked just not like the Robbie Ray that they had signed for pretty big money. But, um, yeah, I mean, Julio Rodriguez has been great since he's been called up. A lot better than the other rookies. Spencer Torkelson went back down to AAA. Bobby Wood Jr., he plays on the Royals, so it's hard to make the news, but he hasn't done much Torkelson's this Torkelson's
0: back in AAA
1: he just got demoted right before the last. Wow. Rest of the um, Bradley Rushman. Yeah, Rushman is all like the biggest name when the Orioles were on their win streak. They're kind of just playing well as a team. So Julio's running away with the AL Rookie of the Year.
0: No, for sure. Riley Green also came up too. He was the number one prospect after all those guys got called up. He's playing pretty well actually. But I wanted to say this about the Roy- about the Orioles. The Orioles just get their number one prospect as a pitcher. I know they had to shut him down, but ultimately they're really just pitching away from being a decent team. They kind of have a stacked up lineup and they went on a run there. You know, now they have Rutschman in there. They have Austin Hayes, who's been hitting, knocking the cover off the ball. Cedric Mullins, who we all know is an all-star. Is he on the, I think he is on the all-star team. He's a beast. Um, Ryan Moundcastle, who's coming on strong. I think we picked him two years ago. Yeah. Trey Mancini. I mean, this team. It sucks
1: that. It sucks that John Means got hurt because he was an all-star last year. He was a good mm-hmm. lefty pitcher. Um, he would be their ace in their rotation. So um, it, it just kind of sucks that, but it's something to build on. You At some point you have to just build on stuff. You can't just lose, lose, lose a hundred games. You, at some point you got to call your prospects up. You got to see what you got. We're getting to see what the Orioles have. And so far it looks good. So listen, it's good for them. They play in an impossible division. So but the fight with that wild card spot, the AL wild card is a bloodbath right
0: now. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely insane, although I expect to see some of the team's tail off. The other thing I want to talk about real quick before we hop off here, call me crazy, Ben. I'm not trying to be a hater or anything here. But I think the Yankees are starting to come back down to Earth. The Yankees were on fire and whooping up on everybody. Over the last three weeks, they've been a little more of a human team. They I mean they I think they almost got swept by the Orioles a couple of weeks back. I mean, this Yankees team has not quite been what they were. And look, it's all comes down to Clay Holmes and him coming back to Earth, but also not only on top of him coming back to Earth or, or back down to Earth. Um, who was the other hitter who was on fire? Not Judge, but um
1: Um Well, Anthony Rizzo, but Matt Carpenter has been like a legend this year.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But regardless, Clay Holmes that didn't allow a base runner for like twenty something innings in a row, and then all of a sudden he blows like three saves over the last couple of months. Oh, the other one is a uh, is Cort- not not a hitter, but uh, Nestor Cortez. His ERA okay. was like was like below one, and now it's almost up to three. You know, like I feel like that these guys the Yankees have really starting to come unraveled. I'm not too impressed with their pitching, but at the same time, they are the Yankees. You know, they'll add to the team they already have.
1: Yeah, and obviously Soto is huge bomb on the uh, MLB world. So I don't know what I have no read on if he's going to get traded uh, during the season. If, if they're trying to hold out, uh, it's the most interesting trade, probably one of the, one of the most interesting trades in MLB history. Right? Um, when he gets traded what that package is going to look like.
0: Um,
1: I, I would love to see like the historians of baseball, like the Tim Kirchens of the world, like how does he think the Soto trade compares to like Babe Ruth getting traded? Right. Yeah. Like, I, it, it's up there. Like, so, I don't know. That's going to be interesting. I have no idea what you get, what you trade for Juan Soto. But I would trade everything and anything. I texted my buddies the other day. I said I would trade the Rome Braves, the Mississippi Braves, and the Gwinnett Stripers all to be relegated. Trade all their players to get Juan Soto and just relegate those teams. Who cares? I, I, I'm sorry for the minor leagues. Like, I like minor league baseball. It's fun to go to minor league games. I, I would trade the entire three rosters for Juan Soto.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Juan Soto is like a once in generational type player. He's young too. So, I mean, if you signed him that huge contract, yeah, exactly. You sign him to a 50 or 15 year contract. He's gonna be 38 when he gets done. I mean, you can play baseball. Look at Nelson Cruz. He's like 43 years old, still batting 300. So, I mean, you can play baseball for a long, long time, but I agree with you, man. Like that really is one of the biggest things we've seen in baseball in a long time. It is weird though. I mean, I don't think the Nationals are going to pay him. He only has one year left on his deal. I feel like if you're the Nationals, you have no choice but either sh- either decide if you're going to shell out the money or trade him. Well, he doesn't the want them. Yeah, but I do think if the Nationals, you know, gave him like let's say they gave him ten years, like three hundred sixty million, I think he would take that in a heartbeat. Because I mean, the other the contracts he turned down were for like twenty six and like twenty four million. So like. He wants that third. He wants to be the high trout makes 30 Mookie makes, I think 26. So he wants to be above both of them. So, I mean, giving him 32 to th- 36 a year, and if you're the nationals, I don't think it's smart for them because they're clearly a rebuilding team. But you know like you said I I think I heard what they said the package would be is they want MLB ready players and a top prospect. I mean, the Yankees could give them Volpe, like Joey Gallo. I mean, obviously Joey Gallo is a bum this year, but I mean they could give him like Volpe, Joey Gallo and like I mean probably like one more decent hitter, you know what I mean, for them to accept. That. I feel like they def- a lot.
1: It's going to take a lot to get him.
0: No, it definitely is going to, but at the same time, I mean if you won't re-sign with the Nationals, you can't let him walk for nothing, you know? no but they have a couple
1: more years till he hit free agency I think
0: no this is I think this is his final year of his contract
1: oh I know he's in arbitration now I thought he had one man, oh, maybe you might
0: you might be right with arbitration because I did look up earlier because let me look it up again his contract right now so currently Juan Soto is on a one year 17 million dollar contract oh but he has arbitration three and arbitration four. So I don't know exactly how arbitration works. You might know that a little it's bit. Basically like
1: it. the team offers what they think your value is the player counters. And if you can't agree, then you go to an arbitration and an arbiter decides okay. on what the player
0: is. Okay. Okay. So they still have two years left to pay him. So, then, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, honestly, then you got to hold out. If somebody offers the right package, you do it. If not, then probably not. But, I mean, hey, the Yankees could probably call them up and offer them Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe, and they would probably do it.
1: I mean, those, two's are, those two guys are studs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you're the Yankees, if you're this close to winning a championship, don't you think Juan Soto puts you over the edge?
1: Judge Stanton and Soto in the outfield? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's like – especially in that, like, T-ball stadium, that's a home run every other guy bad. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know,
1: Johns Creek High School is deeper to right field than Yankee Stadium is to right field? Oh, I'm not surprised.
0: It's a joke. It's literally a joke. Or at least How it many... used to be. I don't know if they
1: changed the dimensions.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't been up there in a while. When's the last time you went up there?
1: It's been a while. You still <laughs> got the same I'm... coach at Johns Creek? I don't care to go.
0: Yeah, I haven't been up there since – Shit, I haven't been up there since my brother was in high school, so it's been a long, long time for me, too. Um, Anything else you think we need to cover before we hop off here? No, I think I'm good. I think we're all good, guys. We'll be back later this week with the Big 12 season preview. But once again, we appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll talk to you all again soon.